Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Takeaways podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're out there listening. And first of all, we're going to get into the NFL draft. A recap here of the sounds heard throughout the week. I'm going to bring you things from Darren Waller. I have some Clee Farrell to bring in here. Also, the latest from the draft picks that the Raiders selected. And you'll hear from Josh McDaniels as well as Dave Ziegler. And maybe I'll throw in a little bit of Mark Davis here for you. This recap, we are going to hear all about what you need to know from the Raiders' picks made for this 2022 NFL draft. It started off with offensive lineman Dylan Parham. He's a guy that's going to be versatile. We don't know where he's going to fit in yet. We'll just list him as O-line for the Las Vegas Raiders. And here's a full recap of the entire draft hall for the Raiders. Offensive lineman Dylan Parham. Then you have running back Zamir White. Then Neil Farrell, defensive tackle from LSU. Matthew Butler out of Tennessee. Thayer Munford, another O-lineman. And Britton Brown, a running back who was with UCLA as well as Duke. We'll hear from all of those picks from the Raiders but first I want to kick it off with how draft week went here in Las Vegas amazing for those of you that were able to enjoy it it was really a fantastic time from all of the different events that you could do from the 40-yard dash to throwing into coverage with uh, Max Crosby and Trayvon Merrig out there Uh, there was a lot of fun to be had plenty of player appearances I already mentioned Max Crosby he was out there he also had Charles Woodson Rod Martin uh, alumni with the Raiders as well as Fred Bolitnikoff who was out at the scene at the Dre's nightclub uh, area at the Cromwell where the Raiders had a party on the first night of the draft it was such a great time out here I think Las Vegas as a city really fit the bill and proved why they are such a great host city for all of these events. I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to look like when the Super Bowl gets here. And in fact, let's start it off with that sound from Mark Davis. I asked him about that specifically, uh, though he had his mind focused on the draft. Here's a little bit from Mark Davis. In the first day of the week, which was Monday, last Monday, Mark Davis spoke on um, all things Raiders, draft-related, and more. Could you even have envisioned the, uh, the success of Allegiant Stadium? No, I, did, I didn't see that, that many events right off the bat. I really didn't. And now it's the, the, the people that have performed there and done it are telling everybody else in the industry how great it is to be at Allegiant Stadium and doing, doing shows and things of that nature. So it's really great to see that. Mark, do you see this kind of as a prelude to Super Bowl coming here to Las Vegas? What does that mean to the organization? How do you look at the draft week as an example of how the Super Bowl could be? Well, I think that question goes more to, I think, the city and how they're going to handle it and how it's going to go and how, how they, they perform in it. For us, we're just excited to bring it here. And the fact is, I mean, five years ago, I don't think they were allowing fantasy football here. So. It's something that is a major change, it's a sea change. And like I say, Las Vegas is the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Do you see this cementing Las Vegas' 
even more, even a bigger football town than it is already? Um, it's going to only grow. Uh, the NFL is on an on a up, upswing. It's just unbelievable. The uh, fan, fan engagement and everything that's coming off, and yeah, it's going to grow. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? I, you know, I, I, I look forward to every day. You know, it's just I'm so excited about everything that's happening, and I, I just love watching Las Vegas get 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 to be part of part of the talk, part of the conversation. Um, I was watching NFL Network this morning, and they they were showing the, the Bellagio fountains, and everybody's talking about Las Vegas, and you know the NFL draft coming here, and how exciting it's going to be, and that's just that's special. So I'm excited about that. What a week it was. That was from the kickoff at the Las Vegas sign on Monday. Then on draft day which was Thursday, the first day of the draft, I was able to catch up with Darren Waller as well as Clee Farrell on their thoughts on the upcoming year and more. I'm going to start off this sound with Darren Waller, and then you'll hear from Clee Farrell. First of all, tell us, how does it feel, you know, being part of this partnership with uh, USAA? Uh, it's an awesome partnership to be with USAA. Uh, I have a family member that served 20 years in the military, so it's awesome to, you know, honor her and honor uh just military people as well. Uh, got to hang out at Nellis Air Force Base during the salute of service week and just hang around those people. And they're just real cool, normal human beings, you know? And uh, it's awesome to see them and just their sacrifice and how deeply they care about the country and what we have here and the blessings that we have just being here. So to partner with this is uh, something just to show them a little love in return. Why was this, uh, along those lines, why was this important for you to be a part of? Uh, it's important for me because I want to pay my respect to the military uh, whenever I can. Uh, we're, I'm a busy person, you know, Clee's a busy guy, uh, but any time we get an opportunity to let them know that we care about them because they put their bodies on the line, their lives on the line for their families and us and, you know, a lot of them have never even met us, you know, so for them to do that and to take that sacrifice into a daily living, into a daily work, uh, I just want to pay respect any chance I get. There's like from last year when you had to be away from the game and you mentioned that that was like a little bit of a struggle for you and then you hear like all this stuff on social media like how do you confront these things and then kind of hope to translate that message to these guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I, what I mentioned in that, in that particular interview, you know, that's something that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, even when life is good, even when I'm on the field and performing well, you know, it's always something that I'm trying to work on, uh, something that I'm trying to grow in from, you know, how I was in the past until now. And it's always going to be that way. You know, people may have their opinions and think things are going one way or another. But, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my life no matter what happens. Like, things can be tough. Things can be great. Like, no matter what, I'm still be the same person and show up with gratitude, a good attitude, uh, and prepare the best way that I can and show up and just enjoy where I'm at. What does it mean to be a representative right now of this organization during one of the biggest events that hit the town in Las Vegas when they said this could not be an NFL town? Um, it's pretty surreal, you know, just my, uh, my life up to this point is still find it hard to believe sometimes that I'm able to do the things I'm able to do and just, you know what I'm saying, like be one of the people that stands out on the front line for the Raiders organization. Uh, it's an honor. I'm grateful. What have been your uh, first impressions of the new coaching staff? Uh, I love the staff. I love the way they're challenging us out of the gate, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football. Uh, big Mick Lombardi fan already just by the way that he challenges us just with the small details of the game and learning the system. Uh, Josh is not letting, you know, errors that self-committing errors happen. Like he's just out the gate. He's like, this is not what we're going to do. This is not what we're going to be about. Uh, and he's about dressing, addressing things that need to be addressed, but in a loving manner. And you can tell that he cares about us being the best players we can be. So I'm very excited about 
especially the offensive side of the staff. You were there on the first day of workouts and show up for things like this. Um, a lot of people might not do that if they're in the situation of maybe contract discussions and all that that are happening. What's your uh, what's your personal philosophy on on that? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a guy. I, I trust God at the end of the day. I, I feel like His His will, His purpose will be done in my life. I don't need to try to impose myself and make these things happen and demand these things to happen. Uh, I feel like if I continue to show up and be the best version of myself on a day-to-day basis, stay present, and just give everything that I have to this team and to the city and to wherever I'm at, I feel like things will work out in my favor, whether it happens when I want it to or not. Uh, I just try to focus on just being me. That positivity, does it become, have you gotten any kind of, there, has there been any discussions about a, a new contract or any any assurances that one is coming sooner or anything like that that would offer so much positivity in that regard? Um, yeah, nothing as far as like when it would come. Uh, my agent is doing his job and they're having discussions and whatever comes from that is what comes from that. But yeah, I'm focused on learning the new system and just, you know, trying to be a great teammate, man, because just playing football and being a part of and being around guys like this, you know, it's not something that's going to be around for a long time. So I try to focus on that and Things like money and all that will take care of itself. Uh, I'm already blessed, so uh, you know I'm grateful for where I'm at right now. How excited are you to get involved in that system? You mentioned Nick Lombardi being a big fan, but what Josh McDaniels has done with tight ends in the past, like how excited are you to get involved with that? Uh, very excited. Uh, they they move us around a lot, uh, a lot of different things off of you know play actions, just things, and they're challenging us to run new routes, new things in a passing game. So just excited about how just how on it they are with details and small things and fundamentals and how that translates into the fourth quarter of games and later in seasons. Uh, just very excited about that, that and just how we're going to be able to work and you know find that chemistry amongst all the weapons. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr taking a team-friendly deal um, to basically help make sure that uh, he mentioned you and Hunter Renfro and uh, Devontae Adams were taken care of in the future? Uh, I mean, that's just who Derek is, uh, unselfish. Um, He's got a great competitive spirit. He just wants to play and have fun and, you know, see the guys around him play to their best of best of their abilities as well. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me at all. He's a guy that is team first in everything that he does and just who he is as a man, whether it's with his family, with the community, anything. Uh, so grateful to have a guy like that leading us. I know it's early, but what has number 17 brought to the locker room already? Um, I mean, a, a calm demeanor is the first thing that steps out to me. Uh, he's not somebody that's brash and, you know, he could, he could be in your face and have his chest out like he's, I'm the best receiver doing this, but he's a calm guy. He shows up to work and wants to get to know people. Um, and that's, that's a guy that you want to look to because you can see him leading, but at the same time, you know he's just one of you, and you know that's what makes football fun. Darren, with, with the draft being here and Super Bowl in two years, not that Las Vegas has to prove itself as a sports town, a pro sports town, but baseball could be coming at some point, NBA. Talk a little bit about what Las Vegas has shown as um, a pro sports town. Um, Las Vegas is amazing. I remember when I first moved here just over two years ago, you can see from the jump, like almost every car I saw had a Vegas Knights license plate on it. You just see how quickly they, you know, were drawn to and connected with that team and how they support them. There's just like a rabid fan base, you know, and the way with us coming in, um, the way they've supported us coming out to the games is just like they're extremely excited, extremely grateful to have us here. And uh, they welcome us. The people in the community are very welcoming. Whatever we may need or whatever, anything, any kind of questions we have, they want to help us. 
And uh, so I feel like bringing more sports teams, more franchises here is a great decision for, and it'll only help this community grow even more. Going back to Devontae, how do you think his, uh, his addition helps, uh, how it affects your game? Um, I feel like with Devontae in the mix, it forces defenses to kind of show their hand. Um, if they're going to go into a game and say, we're going to double team one person or like focus on either him or me, it's like we have too many other people that can win against unfavorable matchups on the defensive part. So like if there's a, a linebacker in the vicinity of me or Hunter, like that's not good for the defense. So it just forces them to show like, okay, what are we going to do today? And then we can have multiple ways to attack as a counter. You came from a military family, we all know that, so for you being a part of this, like how does that help you feel like you're really representing like your roots and what you came from? Oh, it's major. It's major. I think growing up the way that I did, youngest of nine children, both my parents served, served over 20 years in the military. Um, I think for me, man, just getting the just getting the experience of getting to meet different people, men of service is major just because of the fact, you know, I'm a product of it. You know, I'm that kid that grew up watching my dad put his uniform on, shine his shoes, and then he going, in, he going to go uh, drill, drill sarge and train other soldiers to get them ready for war. So it's kind of, it's just a real thing because I, I understand like just a little bit of the lifestyle. So anytime I get to come back, share stories and whatnot, man, it's always a big impact for me, for sure. Um, I think for me, you know, one of the biggest things that obviously that was major for me growing up was my father suffered from like chronic um, PTSD. So just speaking of what Darren touched on mental health, a lot of people don't understand how hard of a transition it is for men of service to come back into society. So stuff like this is major, you know, getting them around people who maybe don't have to understand them and they might be even more receptive to us because who knows, you know, you get to meet Darren Waller, you get to meet me. It's like, it's a dream come true. So it just makes people open up and get some back into society and puts a, you know, a good presence on their spirit. I think that's major for sure. How do you uh, show your teammates? Or how do you tell your teammates what you've gone through, obviously, as a military family, um, your dad? What experience do you tell them as, your, you know, your, your teammates for them to learn or for them to know that they, they might not know about military life? I think a lot of stuff speaks for itself, you know, a lot, I, I'm not going to lie, and this is not just trying to, you know, boast or brag, but just through, like, the way you carry yourself, you know, me, someone, I try to speak very well, speak well, very mannerable, um, my work ethic, I think that's just something that, you know, can kind of be an attestant to you know, just how, how I was raised, you know, because me and Darren, we train, we train boxing all the time, and one of the things I have a big appreciation for, especially with people of like my parents who were combat engineers, so they was on front line, you know, in, in these wars, the type of composure that you had to have, you know what I mean? People don't really understand that. When danger is involved, the type of composure you have to have to still be calm, to still have a, a process of elimination to complete your mission, to complete your task. Like, I mean, that's what I do every day. You know, it's my job. And I'm just blessed to get paid a lot of money to do it. But at the same time, you know, I love my parents, man, because I could not have been there without them. So I think that's major, you know, just understanding that aspect of it for sure, the composure. And I have a strong appreciation for that for sure. Got Chandler Jones now in the locker room. So oh, yeah. Oh, man, he's been major. I think, um, you know, dealing with people, I'm a very big people person. So it's not so much, you know, obviously I, I, I consider him 
perennial Hall of Famer, you know, 117 sacks, like watched him ever since I came out of college and watched him since he was a, you know, little kid, even coming up through uh, all his college career and the NFL. I think just his spirit and just how open he is to getting young guys around and he's opened his arms to me. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of guys in this league don't really get to experience because it's so competitive. You know, it's very rare that you get to meet people that will take you in and really want more for you like you want for yourself. So I think having Chandler is, is major for me, Max, everyone in there for sure. What kind of conversations have you had with with uh, Coach Graham about like your your role in this defense? Is it going to change it all from before, or is it uh, just different tactics to the same thing? That's a little secret. We ain't gonna, we can't touch on that too much. You can't you know can't give up all the, all the goods. But nah, it's it's been real good. You know that's the that's the best thing. You know when you understand someone like a like a Patrick Graham or a Josh McDaniels, people have to understand like very very detailed um, in what they do and everything and how they pick their players and who they put on the field. So everyone has a role that they want to do. And I think for me is, you know, it's a thing that I can be very, very um, diverse. So whether that's playing inside, whether that's playing linebacker, whether that's um, shoot, somebody got hurt last year, I went and I had to start on point team. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a difference, but it doesn't really matter to me, man. I'll do whatever. At the end of the day, you know, I got drafted here and I come from a place where it's all about somebody working towards a common goal and daring to speak for it you know we just want to get over the hunch because we all know how thin of a line that that is between having failure and success and like you said last year we lost to the team that went to the super bowl so we're right there but i think you know right now we're just trying to focus on getting to know each other getting to know everybody and just being a good team again for sure how has your military background helped you deal with some of the ups and downs in your first three careers of first three years of your career? I think it's, like I said, composure. Um, at the end of the day, uh, whether whatever ups and downs I've endured, whether it's um, on the field or off the field, including, you know, different experience with people, some of my teammates, it's just stuff around the league, man. You know, not even, you know, typical stuff that you guys even know. Like, I had to learn how to pay my bills on my own for the first time. It's like, shoot, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a way different thing, you know, so. It's just really prioritizing, um, trying to get a plan for how I want to run my life. So I think that the biggest thing was just trying to focus on the right things, you know, focus on the little things is what I really try to do for sure. Right here, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, you'll hear from all of the draft picks that the Raiders selected for the 2022 draft. And I'll update you, too, on the latest on the undrafted free agent market. And then we will hear from Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler as they recapped the 2022 NFL draft. Stay tuned right here on the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Welcome back to the Vegas Nation Takeaways Edition. It's Heidi Fang here. I'm going to start now getting you into what all the draft picks had to say. I've made a little montage here of all of the draft picks in their order. So first you'll hear from Parham and last you'll hear from Brown. They all spoke about what it means to them to be a Raider, what that first call was like. And I also have a little bit of sound here on what it was like for them 
thinking about their possible position with the Raiders and where their skill set fits in? I think I was on their radar. We did have a conversation during the combine. Um, and other than that, um, I'm sure there was a lot of interest. And I'm thankful and blessed that they have blessed with this opportunity. And um, as for the center guard position, I'm just really focusing on wherever the team needs me to be at this point right now. So um, wherever they need me to come in day one and work that position, that's what I'm willing and ready to do. More into what you were just saying with your versatility, with your background, do you kind of consider it like a cheat code being able to have been a defensive end? So it's like you kind of already know the instincts and kind of the movements and manners of uh, defense alignment as an offense alignment? Yes, sir. Most definitely. I try to look at the tips and tricks, try to figure out what I didn't do as well, try to look for things that I used to show uh, that have cheated a little bit. And so um, just having that background, just having that mindset, like, okay, this is what I would normally do, especially on past. And I was like, okay, this is the type of rush I would showcase. I was like, it does help me uh, have some insight as to what those defenders will be doing. Hi, Dylan. Uh, so we've talked a lot about obviously all the positions you've played, but your most extensive experience has been at the two guard positions and right tackle. And yet in this off season, uh, the talk seems to be about how, how you might translate to the center position. That's you played some at the senior bowl. Can you can just tell me how that came about? What, um, what qualities that you seem to possess that make people say that you would translate well to be in a center? Uh, I would say one of the main things that they probably see is my ability to anchor um, and protection. Uh, another thing is uh, my pad level, the way I play low. And I would say um, my size, my stature is one of the main things that they really see that would translate really well. I feel like I move really well. And so a lot of things that they may want to see with pulling or uh, outside zone, whatever they need, I feel like I can do, do that at a high level. And I feel like um, just foot speed, anchor ability, and then Center-wise, just my, my intelligence. I had, I've had uh, 51 starts throughout my entire time in Memphis, so I've seen a lot of football. And, um, I've learned a lot of different things, seeing defenses and things like that. So I feel like it's a combination of a lot of things. That was Dylan Parham. Now you'll hear from Zamir White. Um, you're kind of coming into a similar situation with the Raiders. You know, they have some talented backs like Josh Jacobs, Keenan Drake. How do you approach that when you know you're going into a room where there's other guys you know, of, of quality and you're going to have to compete to get those reps? Those, those are both great backs. Um, yeah, yeah, that I have looked up to for years. But um, yeah, um, but like far like it's me just coming in, like just um, just coming in and just working, man, just grinding, but not even work. Yeah, not worried about all that type of stuff. Just want to come in and compete, man, and just have fun and meet them guys. So yes, sir, that's all I want to do. Zamir, what does it mean to you, first of all, to be a Raider? And secondly, what do you add to the running back room? Um, um, what do it mean to me? Um, um, I would waited like my whole whole life for this moment right here. So like this really means like the world to me. Um, so yes, man. Um, um, what 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 do I add? Um, just a great guy. Um, a guy, guy that's gonna come in and work hard every single day. Um, yeah, like on every rep inside the film room in the weight room. So yes, man. We'll do one more question for Paul. Up next, Neil Farrell. It it, it seemed like um a light kind of went on last year. You put together a really completely year last year. Um, what what uh, what sort of happened going into that year? Uh, where, where you are able to to lift your game to another level? You know, in the offseason, last season, when the season ended the offseason, we all just came together as a unit. Me and my fellow defensive linemen, we just said we're going to 
put this work in. We're going to give it everything we got and leave it all on the table. And that's what we did this year. So, Neil, what did the call go like when they brought you in to announce that you, know, you were coming to the team? And what, what does it mean to you to be a Raider? To be honest with you, it was so much emotion going through here. My friend, I only remember the call, but I'm, ha- I'm happy as heck to be a Raider, man. I'm ready to get that and put in some work. I'm just curious, you know, uh, what is it that you bring to the table if you had to describe your uh, playing style? You know, I feel like I stopped around the high level. You know, still, still got things to work on the pool to get better every day, like every other player in the world. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. This is Matthew Butler, one of the value picks. I think that the Raiders really got. Let's hear from him about what his phone call was like and hearing from the Raiders brass. You know, I, I looked down at my phone and I, I didn't recognize that specific number. But thankfully, for you know, AT and T and whatever other phone companies it just shows las vegas nevada so my heart stopped a little bit i was i was thankful before i even took the call and they just let me know that they had admired my play how i care myself my leadership and what i have brought to tennessee both on and off the field and they hope and expect that i bring that same thing to las vegas and then uh coach handed the phone off and i just continued to talk you know business and everything what was expected out of me you know uh to to uh to a minor degree and and now and now we're here you know it's been affected i don't even know how long it's been since i got drafted it's just been back and forth i don't it's just been it's been great so far and it's only like 30 minutes into this hey matthew uh vinnie boss here with the las vegas review journal you didn't just come back last year you came back almost with a vengeance you played probably your best year at tennessee what kind of went into the, all that and what, what changed for you to to uh, really lift your play up yeah, I mean, like, I ain't one to make excuses. You know, I've had a lot of coaches with a lot of different philosophies down from my head coach to my coordinators to my D-line coaches. So, you know, that factors into a career. But I just came into this uh, quote-unquote COVID year, super senior, fifth year, whatever you like to call it. It was just a vengeance, like you said. Like, I just didn't want to be denied in any aspect of my game or my life. So, you know, that, that's kind of the mentality I take in every day. And it's not like I was slacking before, you know. Um, you know, I was just as comfortable, just as tenacious, just as everything as I've always been. But, you know, when you can hone in and really start to refine and polish, that's when a lot of good things happen. And that's one thing that I want to bring uh, to my game, you know, um, my rookie year. And obviously going forth into my career is more refinement and polish with the same violence, aggression and effort that I've always played with. So um, it's taking steps forward. Now here's some sound from Thayer Munford. I see in your background, you play some guard and tackle. Uh, do you have any preference on uh, what position you get started at, what, at the NFL? To be honest, I, I don't care what position I'm playing. I'm just happy to be a Raider, man. I'm just happy to just be a part of this organization that's given me a chance to, to compete and just to be with a team. So that's that's all I'm with right now. I was just wondering, because a lot of analysts had you listed higher up on their mock drafts, and were you in anticipation of the call from the Raiders, and what was that call like? Yeah, you know, I was, to be honest, I was anticipating for everybody. And with the Raiders, I, I knew it was about to, they had interest in me, but I just didn't know when. Um, I really didn't read into, like, the mock draft stuff too much because I know that's more of what people think in their own mind. And I just want to make sure that I was doing the right thing. And it's, it's still a blessing just to be a part of this organization. I'm, I'm still, like, starstruck about this, for real. 
Thayer, uh, so you've been the only player that we've seen in a Raiders hat already. So I got to ask, are you a fan of the team or was that, did that meeting go so well? You knew you, you needed that hat already. Nah. So basically I, I always grew up like watching like people put on the hats and stuff. So, um, I was kind of bummed that some, I didn't get to get hats. So my girlfriend, uh, basically got all the hats for me and from uh, pro football hall of fame. Uh, got all that and got all the hats just to make sure, like, I had all the hats. And when I saw that, when I saw I got the Raiders, I was like, yes, let's go, man. Let's go. Like, I was, I was so happy about that. Last but not least, here is Britton Brown, a running back that was drafted out of UCLA. All right. Hey, Britton. It's Deshaun Reed from The Athletic. Uh, just reading up on your background, I saw you you transferred into UCLA. Uh, what kind of went into that decision, and how do you feel like you improved as a player the last couple of years there? Oh, yeah. So, uh I actually did my four years at Duke and um, I graduated. So I felt like uh, I wanted to go and get some experience elsewhere. And uh, Coach Kelly came calling. And why not go to a school that, that loves to run the ball uh, 70% of the time as well? So I decided to go to UCLA. And I think it was a, a great decision for my career. And um, as you can see, the, the outcome, I think, is uh, gave me the, the results that I wanted. Heidi Fang, Las Vegas Journal, just wondering what it was like for you to get the phone call from the Raiders. How did that go? What did you remember about being in that moment? Yeah, um, it was it was surreal. Uh, I don't think it, it's hit me yet. It's been a, a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. I've been playing football since I was five years old. And just having the whole family here and everybody supporting me, um, it made the moment that much more sweeter. So And um, the Raiders are a great organization and being able to go to their pro day and work with Coach Palomalu at, uh, for the running back coach uh, was amazing. And I'm glad the work I put in with them allowed them to uh, believe in me and pick me. Lastly, I wanted to plug in sound here for you from both Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler as they reflected on their 2022 draft class. I mean, we'll kind of, you know, take some time to reflect on it for a few days and and go back. But, you know, it was solid and there will be things that we'll, you know, we'll want to get better at at the same time. I think there's I think there's an element, too, of, you know, you stick to your process and like, you know, and, and Dave's laid it out for us and, and we've done a good job of going back and forth. Um, discussing who the right people are to take and evaluating all those players. And really, there's no right or wrong at this point. You know, we, we took the players that we felt were the best players at that position, you know, when we were picking at that time in the draft. And now it's time to, to work and develop those people. And what we do from here on out will have a lot to do with how we look back on each selection and what we think of it. Each, each organization is going to evaluate these players differently, and we're not all going to have the same grades on the same players. We understand that, and we try to do the best we can of evaluating what the player would be for the Raiders. It doesn't really matter what they would be for any other team. It's in our system, the way we saw the players, the way we scouted them, the way we evaluate them, the way we would use them. Um, this is the grade that was on that player, and that there's a lot of work that goes into each grade. And so when you trust the work and then you get to the draft and you say, listen, it's the best thing to do for us is to add the best players we can. You know, and if you understand that from the beginning, the process itself is kind of simplistic. Um, you know, I'm not saying that there's not guys with the same grade and you have to make a choice, but, you know, you know, when you really follow it and you say, listen, let's take the best players that we graded that we thought all year long, uh, you know, gave us the best opportunity to, to improve our football team. That's what we try to do each step of the way. And, you know, I think we're happy with, look, every, every spot on our team is going to have competition. 
you know, whether we drafted somebody or didn't draft somebody, there's competition at every spot on the team. You know, I don't care what the what the spot is. You know, and that's what we've we've tried to do that. You know, in each spot that we could, free agency, draft, we'll continue to try to do that. Dave and his staff are going to comb the college free agent thing. We're going to go into you know the summer, and we're still going to try to do that. So that won't ever stop. Up right now on VegasNation.com, you can also find the latest from Vinny Bonsignor, which includes an article and write-up on the latest uh, we know about the Raiders' undrafted free agent class, which includes, and I'll start from the top, Darian Butler, a linebacker from Arizona State, Quintario Cole from Louisville, he's a safety, Bryce Cosby, Ball State, he's a safety, Cole Fotheringham, Utah tight end, Chase Garbers is a quarterback out of Cal, Justin Hall from Ball State, he's a wide receiver, you have a linebacker named Lucas Masterson out of Wake Forest, Bamadeli Osalini is an offensive lineman out of Utah, Isaiah Polamau from USC, a safety, Myron Takaviola Amosa out of Notre Dame, he's a defensive lineman, Trey Turner from Virginia Tech, a wide receiver, Zach Van Valkenberg from Iowa, he's a linebacker, and Sam Webb, a cornerback out of Missouri Western. Vinny right now is projecting both Trey Turner and Sam Webb to be exemplary in this class. We'll see how that all pans out when the Raiders start up the offseason camps that we're able to attend and get a first look at some of these guys. But until then, make sure to keep up with all the latest on your Vegas Nation podcast three times a week. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And thanks again to our sponsor, Station Casinos. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. I'll be back next week.